Blessed greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tune-Up with Pastor Shirley Johnson. Today, we enter the second month of our empowering summer series, Word Worship Warfare. Last month's focus on the power of God's Word laid some amazing foundation for understanding the Word of God and its impact on our lives. We first and foremost learned that God is His Word. Secondarily, that we must only speak what God speaks. Then we learned that God's Word is our trusted source. And lastly, that God's Word never fails. During the month of July, we will shift the conversation to one of victory through worship. And I am so thrilled to share all that God has placed in my heart with you concerning this topic. Similarly to last month, the next four weeks of lessons will build on various aspects of worship and what this means to our ability to experience victory in every area of our lives. Grab your spouse, a friend or loved one, and get ready because you are in for a real treat. Today, as we peel back the layers of victory through worship, we will use the sub-theme Garment Changing Mind Shift as our vehicle to understanding the road best traveled when we find ourselves in troubling situations or dealing with debilitating mindsets. However, before we drive off into the victorious distance, let's pray and prepare to get tuned up in the Word of God together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we shout for joy unto you. We worship you with gladness and come before you with joyful songs. We recognize that it is you who has made us, and we are your people and the sheep of your pasture. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We give thanks to you and we praise your name for, Lord, you are good and your love endures forever. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. Teach us with your guiding hand today to understand the power of our worship and its ability to shift the atmosphere and eradicate issues of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In high school, I was a member of the competitive speech and drama team. But I also often helped with school plays, musicals, and other productions. The main characters of the plays were usually in multiple scenes and always seemed to have multiple costume changes throughout the production. They would hustle backstage in between scenes to quickly switch their garments and their mindsets to physically and mentally prepare for their next appearance. The garment change was imperative to accurately depicting their character in relation to the context of their next scene. The clothing that they wore in a previous scene might have conflicted with the dialogue spoken and the setting of the following scene. Life imitates art in this way. As we sometimes require a garment change to adequately meet the challenges in our next life scene, we cannot expect to show up victoriously wearing the garments of defeat, so we must change our garments to match our desired mindset. The last few years have been a beatdown of sorts. There have been many blows to our lifestyles, our wallets, our peace of mind, our families, and our overall health. These times have caused us to be mentally and emotionally bogged down, shut off and locked away, wiped out and worn down. We have been through a pandemic, a depression, historical inflation on already stressed budgets, sickness, and many have even lost loved ones amidst all the chaos. When all these things rush us simultaneously, we become so overwhelmed, so beat down, and so low that a spirit of heaviness overtakes us, which is exactly as the enemy would have it. However, I come to tell you today that there is a simple shifter, a scene change, if you will, 
And like every scene change transition, all you need to do to ignite it is have a garment change. And that garment change is worship. Isaiah 61, 3 instructs us for the spirit of heaviness to put on the garment of praise or to fire up our worship. We must change our clothes. No more sackcloth, no more ashes, no more clothing of worry and defeat, but put on the cloak of victory, which is the garment of praise. Praise and worship are paramount in the life of every believer because praise confuses the enemy. According to John 10.10, the enemy's singular focus is to kill, steal, and destroy. He seeks to make you depressed. He desires to make you feel defeated and dismayed. He wants you to forget that you are a child of God, the one who made you in his image and likeness. These tricks and ploys are designed to make you feel hopeless, think hopeless thoughts that lead to hopeless talk so that you will not be able to conquer him. However, when you take off these worn out clothes and put on the garment of praise, when you open your mouth and release a sound of worship, when you stand before your most holy God with your voice lifted, lifted in songs of adoration and words of affirmation and victory, despite the arrows the enemy have flying past your head, then you put the enemy on the defense and you take him out. Your worship confuses the enemy because everything he has done to you was designed for your defeat. It was designed to break you. It was intentionally done to bring you to your knees. Yet unbeknownst to the enemy, your greatest worship comes when you're on your knees. It's the posture of worship that repels the attacks and advances of the enemy. Worship in that moment becomes the weapon that stops the enemy dead in his tracks every single time. It is next to impossible to be depressed and in a state of worship at the same time. Worship is so powerful that it smothers out depression. When I was a child, we used to go on road trips and play car games. One of the games we liked playing was singing songs with the opposite facial expressions. Now, it may seem very simple, but it is a lot tougher than it may seem. So you might sing a song like, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, but you would have to sing it with happy expressions. Worship and sadness work the same way. You cannot maintain a demeanor of sadness while worshiping because the joy of the Lord overtakes us. And as we are reminded in Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The enemy becomes confused now, because he has set up situations that were he was certain was going to take you out, weaken you, defeat you. But instead, you're walking around singing songs of worship and victory. You're instead proclaiming the word of God over your situation instead of singing songs that the, about what the devil has taking place in your life and in the natural realm. One of my favorite examples of worship confusing the enemy is depicted in Chronicles 20, 22. The children of Israel were in battle because Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir were invading Judah. And the scripture says, as the children of Israel began singing and praising or worshiping the Lord, the Lord set up ambushments against their enemies and they were defeated. In verses 23 through 25, it states, the Amorites and the Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they were finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. 
When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat, who was the king, and his men went to carry off their plunder. And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could carry away. In fact, there was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. How is that about worship confusing the enemy? You've got three armies coming at you. Maybe you've got an army on your job. Maybe you have some forces in your home. Maybe even some of the people in your church seem out to get you. But those enemies coming in on every hand when you begin to worship sets them all at bay and will even provoke them to go against one another. Worship defeats the enemy every single time. Tuesday Tune-Up family, sometimes all your circumstances require to defeat your enemies is a garment change. They may come together as a force against you, then suddenly, miraculously, they will turn on one another. All your strength for the battle will be reserved to collect and carry off the plunder for days to come. Deuteronomy 28.7 states it in this way. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face, and they shall come out against thee one way and flee before you seven ways. We must readjust our thinking regarding the unfavorable situations and circumstances occurring in our lives. Worship is the garment change that creates the mind shift required to defeat the enemy. Therefore, the garment change is not just for the enemy. It is most importantly for the believer, because worship is imperative to renewing our minds and preparing us for a victorious battle. Isaiah 59:19 states, When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against the enemy. When we are in a depressed state, we are weak and we are vulnerable. Praise and worship worship revitalizes and re-energizes us so that the standard lifted is more powerful than the enemy's attack. So although the enemy is rushing into us, as the word says, like a flood, notice it's not a flood, it's just a pretend flood. He is met with a formidable force of resistance for which he is no match. All because of worship. The previous shaking in our hands because of the the situation and and our feet, they, they turn to dancing. Because Christ, who is the rock of our salvation, has rocked your world to a solid standstill. The peace of Christ has overtaken you and all things in your life have been made new. Suddenly, the only trembling taking place is the devil, his demons, and the gates of hell. Because no matter what the enemy attempts, you are the rock upon whom God built his church. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Because of God's grace and the sacrifice of Christ, you must stand up right in the middle of your situation and give our most high God the highest praise. Take no mind for what things look like. I don't care if your world is feels like it's just shaking out of control. Praise God for the pause that's on its way. It does not matter that everything still looks like it did a minute ago. You are always victorious. 
Therefore, you can praise God during the personal earthquake because the earthquake was designed to rattle you, distract you, unglue you. But in an instant, it will become the very movement that shakes your life into a better and more fruitful place. By putting a praise on, by worshiping out of the core of your situation, you begin to dictate to your earthquake where to go, who to shake loose from your life, and what behaviors, attitudes, and mindsets to rumble off your perspective. Do not underestimate the power to redirect your personal earthquake by changing your garments and mindsets through worship. 2 Corinthians 2.14 reminds us that we are all winners. Now thanks be to God, which causes us to triumph in Christ. And this occurs always, every single time we are triumphant through Christ. So victory has already been given to you. Get dressed for victory. Put on the garment of praise. Shift your mindset and seize it. Wow, was this message a treat or what? Did you get your praise back and new perspective on obtaining victory through worship? Just when I thought the series could not get any better than last month, the Lord came through in a magnanimous way. I pray you received your garment-changing mind shift today. I pray that you use this message all week to get yourself to a new place in God and to a new place in victory. In a continuation of worship, we want to extend to those who may not know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior an opportunity to enter into true relationship with the Savior of the world. This is our custom here on Tuesday Tune-Up. Perhaps we have someone listening today who does not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but would like to give your life to Him and truly feel the impact of His love extended on the cross for you. If this is you, simply repeat after me. Father, I know I am a sinner, but right now I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead and that through my confession I am saved. Through my confession, Jesus is my personal Savior. Thank you for forgiving me. Teach me more about your love and how I can love others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer with us, please send me a message. I would love to praise God with you and welcome you to the family of Christ. Be sure to get connected to a teaching church in your community where you can grow in the knowledge of God, be encouraged through Christian fellowship, and increase your faith. I praise God for you, and I am so excited about your amazing journey. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our redemption to you. We thank you for those listeners who gave their hearts to you and pray that you place people in their paths to aid them in their faith journeys. I pray that you bless the word on victory through worship and help us to exchange our garments of defeat for garments of praise and worship so that we can shift our mindsets and be victorious on every front. Help us this week to apply all that we've learned and keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed on you. Make all of our ways straight, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.